I had this in my heart. Uh, this little story. I'm going to read you a little story in a minute out of the Old Testament. But I had this in my heart, actually, from last week. And, of course, I went with you last week, so you don't know what it was. But I went to Trebane Chapel last week and done uh, Jordan's and Kayla's uh, baby dedication and got to preach for them. And, and, and uh, I preached them a message. But at the end of that message, I used a piece of this story or a lot of this story to close uh, kind of my message with. And as I close with that story, I carried that story all week. Sometimes that just happens. It just happens. That's, it, it just, and sometimes even couples a week, as you learned about the bread, Wednesday night, sometimes messages go for two weeks or three. Uh, or blind Bartimaeus, Keith was preaching to me in the bathroom a while ago. He said, oh, I got one more point for you. I got one more point for you. And I told him, I said, we, we ought not get happy in the bathroom. People will talk. <laughs> but, but he was telling me, it just carries on, especially because it's a living word. It, it don't die unless we let it. Unless we quit meditating. No, no wonder we're supposed to meditate on it because it continues to live and to thrive and, and to build. I'm so thankful for God's word. So thankful. But this story, this story that I closed with over there, I've carried it all week, and, and I really just, I really just tried to kind of put it to the side and put it away, and, 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 and even Friday night, Friday night was so high, it was so up here, and the story, the story, the story that the Lord's put in my heart, it's not that it's a downer or a bummer, but it's on just kind of a different emotional level, and, and I felt like, I said, well, I, I really struggled with what Lord the Lord wanted to do because I thought, man, we're up here, but you want me to go here. But here's here's what I know. Here's what I know. You see, God knows. God knows hearts. He knows people. He knows who's going to be here. He knows what you're dealing with. And 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 even though I'm feeling this this really high, not everybody is. Not everybody's feeling what I'm feeling. I could have preached for Keith Friday night. Matter of fact, I did right over here. I, I left here feeling like I preached. I was wore out just like I preached over there. I was up more than I think he was. <laughs> wore myself out. But it was a good wear out. But but I want to share this little piece of story, and then I, I'll give you a little bit of background on it. But it's out of Judges. It's kind of a strange story. I'll give you a little background in it in a minute. But I want to just pick this story up in the middle. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll go back and, and, and do a little background for you here in a minute. A little, little, but I want to read this, this, this portion of Scripture. Judges 20, starting with verse 18. Judges 20. Judges 20, starting with verse 18. And this is what the Word of the Lord says. Now, they kind of let these Scriptures sink in really good. Uh, they're pretty, they're not going to need a lot of, a lot of uh, clarity because they're pretty clear, but just kind of let them sink in really good here this morning. And the Bible says this, And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God. And it was Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And asked, I mean, this is starting off really well. Ask counsel of God. How I many of it's always wise to ask God, what should we do? And said, which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah, Judah should go up. How I many know God's, he's, he's given them instruction. Judah should go first. 19, 
the children of Israel rose up in the morning, encamped around Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves in array, or they got in formation, they got in order to fight against them at Gibeah. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah, listen, and destroyed, destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day. Listen, 22,000 men. And the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves, set their battle again in array, in a place where they put themselves in array the first day. It's like, I just did that the other day, but let's do this again. And the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord this time until evening. And they asked counsel of the Lord, if, you could, if I could say it this way, again, saying, shall I go up again to battle? Shall we do this again, Lord, against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, here it is, the Lord said, Go up against him. And the children of Israel came up near against the children of Benjamin the second day. And Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day. And destroyed down to the ground the children of Israel again. 18,000 men. All these that drew the sword. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came into the house of God and they wept and they sat there before the Lord and they fasted that day until evening and they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord and the children of Israel inquired of the Lord. Can I say again? For the Ark of the Covenant was there in those days. And Phineas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again? Somebody say again. Shall I yet again go to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? Or shall I cease? How I many so, sometimes you feel like I maybe should just Maybe I should just stop. Maybe I should just quit. And the Lord said, for the third time, and it's not really numerical that really matters here, so just get that out of your mind. It doesn't, the numerical value, I don't think, means really much in this story. It's just the repetition and what's happening in this story. But for the third time, I will remind you, it could have been the fifth, it could have been the seventh. You might have situations in your life where it's been 10 or 12 times. But nevertheless, the Lord said, the Lord said again, up for tomorrow I will deliver them into thy hand. Man, man, let's, let's just pray. And I'm going to give you this title, give you this title, I'm going to give you this title. And, and it's a weird title, but it's the one the Lord gave me. I just felt, felt it in my heart. I want to talk to you today about saving tomorrow. Saving tomorrow. Saving tomorrow. 
Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for our time together. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in this house, Lord. But most of all, I thank you for what you're going to do today and who it is you've come for today. And, Lord, I believe it even already to, to, to be an unveiled and, and even revealed and already even, even in the solemnness that I sense you're working. You've already slipped into hearts. You already have slipped in eyes and minds and the eyes of our heart have come open. And the very ones, Lord, that you came for are very aware today that you're already dealing. So, Father, work in this house. Bring it to a place of great fruition, a great fruit. Touch hearts and lives. Lord, somebody in this place needs tomorrow saved. They need it bad. So I pray that you'll work. Help me present your word in the fashion that your spirit can most favorably work. Where the most grace can pour out. Your hearts and lives will be radically changed. So, Father, I love you and I praise you now. You'll get all the glory. In the name of Christ, our Savior, our coming King, in Jesus' name. And all church agree and say, Amen. 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 Come on. Come on. You think you're going to thank Him? You're going to bless Him this morning? Hey. Hey. Amen. You, you can be seated this morning. Uh, I feel like this story, this story, one of the reasons it stuck in my heart is I've thought on it all this week. This story is so informational. It's got so much information in it for people who are in times like this story, and I'll cover that. And, and I feel like, and I feel like not only that, it's very instructive. And I'm, I'm, I'm very driven on instruction from God, from His Word. I seek the Word that I may know what to do, what to do next. I, I live off of that. Now, now I can't, I can't, I can't blame Him for some of the dumb stuff I've done. But, but, but if I've done good things, it's because I've gotten a hold to some kind of good instruction from God. And I've been able to work it out. Work it out. But, but not only that, I really drew a lot of inspiration as I've dwelt on this story. Informational, yes. Instructive, yes. But more than anything, it so inspired my heart to see what was happening. What was happening in this story. Just totally, totally, totally stirred me. Amen. Amen. I think one of the most difficult, by far, even for me anyway, difficult situations that I have to work through as a man, as a Christian, as a believer, as a pastor, maybe you too, I don't know, can't speak for you, but for me, one of my most difficult tasks is, 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 is to work through when I've lost spiritually, when, I, when, when, when I've been moving forward seemingly under God's instruction, I come to preach up in this place this morning, seemingly under His guidance, seemingly, seemingly under the way He has said, thus saith the Lord, and, and to get there, to get there to suffer loss. Spiritually, spiritually lose. I don't like to lose physically. I don't like to lose, period. I don't like to lose at all. But, but spiritually, for me, it's difficult. And it actually takes me to a place, it takes me to a place really where, where great disappointment hits my heart. 
And I, I don't know of anything more dangerous in my life. I don't know about you, but anything more dangerous in my life, my spiritual walk, my spiritual dream, than being disappointed spiritually, than to be truly disappointed through the events that's went on. I, I can handle, I can handle when you disappoint me. I don't like it. You can handle when I disappoint you. You don't like it. We, we, we can handle when we disappoint ourselves. Most of us has got a big enough handle on grace that, that we, we, we do pretty now. We don't like it. It takes us a while. We might mope and sulk and pout and a little bit, complain, but we can handle that. But, but, but my Jesus, when, when it seems like God seems like God has disappointed us, that's so hard. Amen. So when it seems like God has let me down, seemingly, do you hear this? listen to me? I'm not saying he did. I said seemingly. Seemingly he's let me. He's not holding up his end. Amen. So, so difficult. Matter of fact, it's destructive if you let it be. It's, it's deadly. It's, it's eternal if you let it be. Harsh and hard. And that's really what this story's about. Because this story starts out, this story starts out, and most of you don't know maybe the entire story because it's not a, a very familiar story that you don't read a lot, but the backside of it, just a quick run, is, 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 is Benjamin, Benjamin part of the tribe of Israel. Benjamin had, had, had horribly backslidden, fallen into great evil to the point that they, they, they had become in the in certain texts before this, verse 13, I believe, says that they were now sons of Bilal. Had fell, had fell to great depths, had, had actually abused a, a man's concubine or his wife or whatever that would have been viewed in that day, had abused her all night long till she come to the point that she fell dead at her master's or husband's doorstep at morning. He enraged, and like I said, all these stories may not make sense to you, but he enraged or under, the, under a hand of wrath or under some kind of indignation, chopped her up. I know that's a rough, that's a rough funeral. You ain't, you ain't been to a funeral like this. But he chopped her up into 12 pieces, sent her to every tribe. And out of that, this, this, this holy or godly seemingly, indignation or wrath or vengeance arose on the children of Israel. And, and seemingly, seemingly, under God's guidance, were to go and to fight and to bring, to bring vengeance upon Benjamin for such an act. For such an act. Amen. So that's where the story picks up then in verse 18. And I really want to go back there and just bring a couple things out. And what I really want to do is I'm wanting to work through spiritual loss. 
wanting to work through spiritual disappointment so we can save tomorrow. I want to work through that. Just a couple things. A couple things that's, in this, that's instructional in this story. Verse 18, if you would go back to there and let me read just a couple verses uh, uh, real quick. Verse 18, and the children of Israel coming out of this indignation arose, went to ask, count up, ask God, ask counsel what we should do, how should we go, who should go up, who should lead us into this battle. And, of course, they asked, and, and God says, Judah, how I many you know that's a good place to start? That will start a good Pentecostal church meeting. Friday night, we started our meeting with Judah. We start, I mean, we jumped right into Judah right off the bat Friday night. Went right into praise. Went right into worship. I brought the report. I brought the report that Gray Bear's numbers had more than doubled. They had doubled. She, she was at 18,000. She was at 18,000. And that, that evening, just before I got to church, we found out that they had went up to 37,000. Doubled. And we went into battle Friday night really celebrating. But Judah, it's the way to start a battle. Judah. I, feel, I could feel God if God was telling me if I was fixing to go into battle and if God come to me and said, send Judah first. I would understand. And I would say, this is a good plan, God. I am with you. And I would, I would want to worship. I'd want to get together. So, so everything seemed good. Everything seemed right. As a matter of fact, Israel seems to be doing everything good and everything right. Verse 19. So the children of Israel rose up in the morning and camped against Gibeah, went out went out to battle against Benjamin, put themselves in array or got, got in order for the fight at Gibeah. And then verse 21, and the children of Benjamin came forth and cut down to the ground. Cut down to the ground that day. 22,000 men. And the part that is kind of stirs in my mind or gives me question what else could they have done they was doing exactly what God said they, 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 they seem to be doing it all right have you ever seemed to be thinking you was doing it all right but yet cut down cut down Seemingly cut down. Can you relate? Can you relate to seeming to be doing it right, but yet cut down? I've heard a, I've heard a hundred testimonies in my life of people who didn't say it exactly like that, but would tell me stories of how they're doing it right, but cut down. Telling me how they did this or did that or was a part of this or done that. Or honored God here and honored God there and then cut down. Amen. I'm going somewhere. It ain't always going to be like this. Amen. Amen. So, verse 22 starts like this. I don't know about you, but this is already a good thought. This is already, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. 
that that story didn't just end there with 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 whining or complaining or or hurt or what we call we got this church hurt thing that we talk about all the time where somebody didn't say something right or didn't do something right or or somebody rubbed this one wrong or that one wrong and 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 there's a whole there's a whole cloud of witnesses of people that just travel around church by church here there everywhere because somebody said something cross or did something cross or got on somebody's nerves or God didn't do this and, and I'm just mad I'm just upset most of us in here would never got to church if we didn't go when we was upset. So, so I love that the story don't end there. That's the encouraging part. The story continues. I love this. I want you to see this. The men of Israel encouraged themselves. They encouraged themselves. That's a good point. Good point, Brent Byers. Pay attention. <laughs> they encouraged themselves. You know what they did? They avoided the temptation of blaming God. Yeah. At this point in the story, point number one, they encouraged themselves, and by doing that, they avoided blaming God for what had happened, what had befallen upon them. I paid my tithes, went to church on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. I even went to that crazy Friday night fire stuff, and this still happened. Amen. They almost stayed the whole service, too. Amen. But they avoided blaming God in the midst of, of disappointment and loss. You know, you, know what, you, know, you know what I find we do so often? Is in the midst of disappointment and loss, we build a case against God. We build a case of all the places that God ain't done right. God missed it. We build this case of how God has failed, how God has come short. And really all we're really doing is we're working really hard to justify our own unbelief. Yes, sir. Work, we work hard when, when, when we're discouraged, when we're disappointed. Because it's going to take, take a lot of spit to get back up after that whipping. We work hard because it's easier just to build a case against God to justify our unbelief than it is to get up, encourage ourselves, and go again. If y'all help me, you might get out earlier today. Work it out, work it out. We need to stop feeding our unbelief. That's what I see. What did they feed their unbelief? 
Did they feed into it? No, they got up and encouraged themselves in the Lord. 22,000 cut to the ground. God said, go into that thing worshiping and praying. All the Christian toys out. All the Christian goodies. Speaking in tongues, shaking, shimmying, fasting song, we can get rolling. Waymaker. We need a move. And cut down. Cut down. Amen. Amen. Stop. Trying to just build a case. Amen. Amen. Verse 22 says, And the people of men, if you encourage themselves, set the battle in array where they had put themselves, went right back, right back to where they started, right back from that first day, went right back. Let me read verse 23, and then I'm going to tell you something. The children of Israel went up, and they wept before the Lord till evening, asked counsel again. Saying, shall I go up again, again, Lord, to battle? And then, of course, the Lord said, yes, go up. Go up again. Go up again. Here's, here's what I see about this. Even, even just, just because, just because, just because we have disappointment or loss, it, it doesn't give us the right to change the assignment. It don't give us a right. No, 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 no. They went right back again. As the other day, right back, same assignment, same mission, right back. Now, now, I do believe, I do believe they went back to see, did I hear that right? You ever take a bad, a bad whooping? And, and you, you, you do go back sometimes to ask, to see, did I really hear the Lord right on that? Did I really hear him speak that? When, 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 he, when, he, says, when he says, lay hands on so-and-so and be healed, and, and maybe, maybe disappointment. Well, did I really hear or, or invade the impossible, God says. Invade, because all things are possible by me. Invade that junk. And you do, and, and maybe cut down to the ground. But we still can't change the assignment. We still go back again. Now, we might have to go back and, and say, and see, did I really hear heal the sick? Did I really hear Go into whatever area and preach. To, did I really hear? You might be like a Paul or a Silas sitting in a jail at midnight. Did I really hear come here and preach this? You ever question what you heard? That's country, ain't it? You ever question what you heard? But it still don't give us the right to change it. That's what they knew. Just because we lost there, just because I 
didn't see healing with this prayer. Just because I didn't see deliverance in this area. Just because I may have looked stupid right there. Just because, just because, just because it, I did take a whooping there. Don't give me the right to change anything. Yeah. Not at all. Maybe go back and make sure I heard it right, but can't change it. Just because I lose, don't give me the right to change any of this theology. Hey, just because I lose at what this word says, don't give me the right to change it, to decide, well, that's over, or that's done with, or that don't apply to us or our time, or, or that's not for me. Y'all out there, I'm going somewhere. I'm just getting, taking too long to get there. But it don't, just because we lose, just because we've been disappointed, just because we've been disappointed, just because you've been disappointed, don't give you a right to change what God's word says. Just because you've sought and you've sought and you've sought and you've went away disappointed again and again. Still don't give us the right to decide, to build a case against his word or God. Amen. Amen. So, so verse 24 jumps in like this. They went up again. They asked again. They encouraged themselves again. And the children of Israel came near again. Day two, day two. Verse 25. And Benjamin went out that day. The second day, cut down 18 more thousand. Are you relating? Cut down 18 more. Got fresh instruction. Heard the same word again. Cut down, cut down, cut down again. <laughs> Here's... Maybe, 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 maybe we ought to just stop right here a minute and just take a, a sailor moment. Just think on that a little bit. Amen. But here we go. Here we go. Verse 26. I'm going somewhere. Verse 26. Then all the children of Israel. Y'all would have done hung me. believe he want us to do that again then the children of Israel after the second time around went up came into the house of God are, are you getting the some good points along the way when you've been disappointed when you suffered loss where's, where's the best place to run to the house of God kind of changing a little bit here they, 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 they're, they're weeping now they was encouraging and they were singing praise songs and come on we're progressing there was a brokenness mixed in there's a there's a sorrowness mixed in say hello but there's this progression Wept 
they sat there before the Lord. Just sat there. Just sat there. I, I think it's a good point in that. I, I, think, I think it would do us good. It's okay if you do feel the need to come and unload your frustration on God. I, I think that's all right. I, I think he can handle it. I don't think it's very wise to come blaming him. I'm just going to say, he can handle it. Let me just say something. God can still handle it. If you come in here blaming him, he can handle it. I don't think it's wise. I'm just going to tell you, I don't think it's very smart. But I, he can handle it. But if you do come in here and you dump all that on God, you better be willing to sit there and wait on him to respond. told me the other day something I never heard in my entire ministerial career. Almost 30 years of preaching, I never heard this in my life. He told me after service Wednesday night, he said, you're sitting so dang deep, I couldn't hardly keep up. I said, my Lord Jesus, I've never been called deep in my life. I've always put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Maybe you didn't like the cookies. <laughs> so they sat there, they sat there, they sat there, they sat there before the Lord, fasted, see a progression, until evening, offered burnt offerings, costing them something, costing them something, peace offerings, all this before the Lord. And here's what comes to my mind. There's still a work going on even in the midst of this. Loss or your spiritual disappointment. You know what they're doing? They're, 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 if I can use it this way, I reckon. They're, they're, they're refining us and they're forcing us to focus. Forcing you to focus. For, forcing, forcing kind of this refining that's going on. Because, because there's a progression moving here. Loss after. I done learned this. If we got everything we asked for every time at the moment we wanted it. We'd be so arrogant, big-headed, haughty, mean-spirited. You couldn't stand us. We couldn't even assemble because we'd all be big-headed. But I'll tell you what, some of, some of these losses that we do go through, I'm going to tell you what, they refine us. They, 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 they refocus us. They went from, from just praising to encouraging to weeping to fasting, sitting before the Lord wide open all day long. Verse 27, when the children of Israel in, inquired of the Lord before the Ark of the Covenant. Verse 28, first part of that anyway. Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood, Aaron stood before them today saying, Shall I yet go again? Shall I go again into the battle? Shall I go again? Or shall, shall I just stop? Yet again, 
And this, this is what I come to right here. I want to tell you something. You that's sitting out there with great disappointment, you're just sitting out there who's, who maybe even today suffering, suffering with spiritual disappointment, defeat, maybe after defeat, trying to do it God's way, trying to do it God's way and still losing, trying to honor God in this, trying to honor God in my marriage, trying to honor God in my life, trying to honor God in my finances, trying to honor God in, in this life, this world, period. But I keep losing. Everybody else keeps winning. I see something here. I see something here. For you that's like that, just like these men, I see it, the ultimate act of obedience. The ultimate act of obedience and sacrifice. When you can get up. Woo! When you can get up. Being beat. Doing it just like God said. There ain't no sin. We would understand if it's sin. We ain't got stories like that. When they ache and sinned. And they got beat at AI. We understand that. But there ain't no sin. But I'm still losing. But then there's this ultimate act of obedience. Where in the midst of loss, in the midst of spiritual disappointment, in the midst of this, this terrible place that they are in, where they hurt so bad they've lost big. I've seen wives and I've seen husbands come in here before lost so big. None of their own doing sometimes. Or mamas and daddies with their children lost so big. Raised them unto the Lord, but lost. So I've seen folks folk come in here who had been faithful to God. Paid their tithes, whatever. Honored God in all that they knew. Lost big. In this life. But come in here. God, I might have to throw this thing down right here. I get fiery when I think about it. Lost big. But out of the ultimate act of sacrifice, get up and come and ask God again. Again. Hey. Ask him again. Ready, ready to inquire again and say, God, God, I'm here again. People that struggle with their health, prayer line after prayer line, believing. Only to feel bad again on Monday. Woo! But I'm going to tell you something. Don't you be disappointed. Don't you be discouraged. You're doing the ultimate sacrifice. When again next Sunday, you're back up in this house with both arms thrown up. Saying again, God, shall I pray again? Shall I ask again? 
Shall I see Shall I ask again? Did I hear you right? Did I see you right? Woo! Ultimate. Had they just stopped at Judah, we'd have never saw. Had they just stopped at the worship service. I love to celebrate. Celebrating's in my middle name. I'm Lee Celebrates Harbor. I love it. But if we just, had we never had the losses, had I never had the losses, I could have never, I could have never offered the sacrifice that God really deems so powerful when you come to him again and say, again, God, you want to try this again? We'll do it again if you want. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Willing. I wonder, is there any folk in here this morning? You just willing to ask him again. I know you got whooped there and there and here, maybe. But are you willing? Ain't willing to change your theology just because you lost. I ain't changing the assignment. Y'all might run me off next week. I ain't changing the assignment. I'll go somewhere else. If they run me off there, hey, I ain't changing the assignment. I got to finish. Last part of that verse in 28. Shall I yet go again out of the battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? Or shall I just quit? That's just gut level honest. Come on. Come on, all you gut level honest Pentecostal people. You ever lay up before the Lord and just put it out like that? Shall I go on or shall I quit? What you want? I love that gut level, honestly. Don't gloss it over. That's bull. That's just bull. You ain't got to tell everybody in the world, but you got to go up there and tell God what you want. What you want. What you want. You want, you want, you want me to try it again or not? Come on. He says, he says, and the Lord said, the Lord said, go up. This is my favorite part right here. I, I, I told you I was going tomorrow. I found it. For tomorrow. For tomorrow. I, I want to tell you something. I want you all to hear this. Tomorrow is dependent on you working through this stuff you're dealing with today. Tomorrow is dependent 
on you working through your disappointment, your loss, your discouragement today. For tomorrow, tomorrow, and you know what tomorrow speaks of? Hope. 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 Tomorrow, tomorrow speaks of, of hope. say this to you. I believe it's all my heart. If you're a child of God today, all your loss is temporary. All your loss is temporary. If you're a child of God, all your loss is temporary. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Every bit of it is just temporary. And I'll tell you something else I see out of this story. There is no hopeless circumstances. No hopeless circumstances. But I'll tell you what there is. Hopeless people. Hopeless people. Not hopeless circumstances. There's nothing impossible with him who sits on the center of the earth. And props his feet up on this big old round thing we live on. There's nothing. Just people. Just people who've lost hope. Just people who've lost hope. I've come to tell you today, get your hopes up. Come on, somebody. Get your hopes up. Come on, somebody. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Go on, get your hopes up. Get him up. Jesus said he was anointed in Luke 4. He was anointed in all the fashions that we have need of so you could keep your hopes up. Cast not away. Don't cast that hope away. No, you keep that. Get your hopes up. And this is just not just a humanistic, cultural hope that's just wishy. I'm not preaching wishy this morning. I'm not preaching wishy. This ain't the wishy well. You can throw your money on the altar if you want. We'll put it in our bag. But it ain't no wishy well. We are in a building project, you know. Throw all your money up there if you want. But but I ain't promising it's no wishy well. You might throw all your money up there and still lose. Which will put you right where these people were. But this is a godly hope. Who's who who is that is resting firmly in something much greater than any any of us can base it on anywhere else. Give me 1 Corinthians 15 right quick. I'm going to read that and then I'm going to close. 1 Corinthians 15. 15 says, in this life, if all we got is hope, or, or even if I could say it, wishy in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. The first part of verse 20. But now Christ is risen. He's risen. He's risen. 
that ought to back any hope that you need up. They did, in the book of Judges, they didn't have that yet. We sit here today having this as our foundation, our cornerstone. We stand on much firmer ground. The resurrection. Happy Easter! Happy Easter! Yes! Whoever's coming, Paul, whoever's coming, I got to bring this thing in. I got to bring this thing in. But I do believe, I do believe that all this brings us to a place. All all this forms us. It's forming them. Losses and discouragement just forms us. And you know where it's taking us to? Come on. It refocuses. It refines us. But you know where it's taking us to? Exactly what Jesus preached in, in John 14 and 12. Greater works. Greater works shall you do. I believe it. I believe it. Because that's what's working. That's what's shaping. That's what's forming us. I, 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 want, I just want to. Is there anybody in here today? Is there, come on up and get ready to play. I'm just going to cut it short. And, and you say, that's short? Yeah, that's short. That's short. But I wonder. I wonder in here today, is there, is there any here that's lost big? You've lost big. And you've suffered it. Suffered, suffered great disappointment or pain, hurt out of that. I, I wonder today if you're there, if you're that one. I wonder today that through God's word, through through His witness of the Spirit, through His word, I, I wonder today, are you ready to? to perform the greatest act of sacrifice and obedience maybe you've ever, ever done. You might be losing here and you might be losing, you might be losing financially. You might be losing spiritually. You, you might be trying to go forward with God, but I just keep going backwards, backwards, back. You, you might be losing in your relationships. You might be losing your children. You might be losing in a numerous, you might be losing with your attitude. You might be losing with, with your with your uh, what what you've been delivered from. You might be losing with some sin. You might be lo- losing, 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 and and today you're you're just here, but you're disappointed. We got to save tomorrow. We've got to save tomorrow. Yeah. And today you can do that by your greatest act of obedience and sacrifice. You can get out of your seat this morning. And you can come set before the Lord. And you can ask Him again. Come on.